Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features, and one that my clients love as well, is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off a subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. The most important thing before you decide you want to do a blitz or a quicker mediation is to make sure that you have a good understanding of four things. And they're all financial. It's what you have, what you owe, what you earn, and what you spend. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm excited because my best friend, Gabrielle Hartley, is in the house. Yay, Gabrielle. Thank you for joining us. I'm so happy to be here, Susan. It's been a while since you've been able to join us, um, and I'm excited. I think the last time you were here was at the beginning of COVID when you jumped on to help me help uh, listeners with just how to navigate that crazy couple of first months of COVID when we just went into God knows what to do. And all the courts were closed and there was no access to anybody or anything. So thank goodness we have moved past there and we'll see what's to come ahead. Yeah, there's now we're in a whole new place a year plus later. Um, and I just first want everyone who hasn't met Gabrielle. Um, she's been on the show several times, but it has been a, a, a while. Um, so Gabrielle, one of the top family law attorneys and mediators in the country. She is also the best-selling author of Better Apart, a radically positive way to separate. For those watching on the video, you can see it in the background there. And you've seen me hold it up many times. It's one of my leading uh, recommended divorce books uh, to help you get through the process. Gabrielle also teaches other mediators how to how to practice, how to, and I'll 
talk a little bit more about that because it has something to do with our topic today. Um, and I'll also just tell you all right from the start, first, go follow her on Instagram because she leaves lots of tips and information in her Instagram feed every day. It's Gabrielle Hartley ESQ. Um, and follow her blog because she has, I think, one of the best family law blogs out there with an amazing array of experts that come in. The same type of content that you're getting in Audible and video form on Divorce and Beyond, you're going to get that in written form from Gabrielle's uh, blog. So go follow that at GabrielleHartley.com, right, Gab? Yeah, it's backslash um, Better Apart blog. Or if you just sign up for the newsletter on the cover page, you'll get it right in your inbox each week. Even better. Sign up for the newsletter. So, yeah. Makes life easier. Um, that's how I get it, by the way. Um, now, so one of the things, and I'm uh, one of the reasons why I asked you to come on today, and we're actually taping this episode right before it drops tomorrow on Monday. So when you're all hearing this on Monday, Gabrielle and I got together on Sunday to tape this because lately I am getting a ton of comments from people, from listeners, from readers, from followers on Instagram, and in fact, from one of my own mediation clients who basically the, the phrase of the day is, why is my divorce taking so long? And that is not an uncommon question for divorce attorneys and mediators, but it does seem to be that there's a great deal of that going on right now. So part of it may be COVID, but part of it, I think, is we need to take a stop and look at things, people. And so I immediately, when I was thinking I'd do this as an episode, thought of you, Gab, because what you all may not know about Gabrielle is she is known for keeping her cases out of court and for getting them done in an efficient and quick fashion. She, in fact, calls it blitz mediation, and we'll talk about what that is. So I'm, thank you for clearing part of your Sunday, Gabrielle, to come on with me and, and talk about this. It's my pleasure, Susan. So when you're going through the court process, it often does take a long time because you're put on a track that follows due process like any other civil case. They're not taking into account, you know, why does he get to come to court four times? He never showed up for the kids before. I should have custody. People think it should just be done. And that's not how it works. But at the mediation table, especially when both parties are ready to have a conversation about it, we're able to move through the entire divorce so much more quickly. And, you know, the emotional part still has to be dealt with, but the legal part, the separation agreement is something that we can usually tie up pretty quickly so long as both parties are ready emotionally to get that done. And so the most important thing before you decide you want to do a blitz or a quicker mediation is to make sure that you have a good understanding of four things. And they're all financial. It's what you have, what you owe, what you earn, and what you spend. And it's okay if you don't have perfect knowledge of that, but just a basic working understanding will really do a lot of good for you at the mediation table. Once you know that stuff, then it's all about just figuring out what the range of possible outcomes is and then moving along to get each piece resolved bit by bit. And you can address, you know, custody, asset division, support, um, you know, maintenance, everything that you need to deal with 
at the mediation table can be done in a very efficient way. There's no need for it to drag on the way that it often does. Well, that's such a good point. Let's let's break it down because I heard a lot in there that I want my listeners to understand. First off, what I hear you saying, Gab, is one, you don't need to litigate your divorce in order to resolve the issues. I think a lot of people get caught up in that litigation system and think that the divorce has to move at the pace that the court moves at, which is glacial, by the way, people, especially during um, COVID, right? Nothing's happening. And so they think that unless there's a court date, nothing's happening and the case can't move forward. That's not correct, is it? That's absolutely not correct at all. And you can get divorced. People ask me how long. I mean, you could. we can have a, a separation agreement completely done or at least a memorandum of understanding completely done that defines all the terms of your divorce in a matter of weeks. And then you can have that filed with the court a couple of weeks later. And then it's just about waiting for the court to approve the agreement. But this does not need to take months and months and months or years and years. This can be something that once you reach your MOU, the Memorandum of Understanding, you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief because then it's just about turning that into a separation agreement. And so long as the Memorandum of Understanding addresses all of the salient points, everything else should be smooth sailing. I hear you saying about the memorandum of understanding, and I know that that's like the goal before the separation agreement or the final agreement. That really sort of signifies that you've come to agreements on most of the major issues or all of the major issues. But you mentioned a couple of other things that I want to backtrack to because you mentioned also the financial. Um, And I do find and think that many people that is where they get bogged down. That is where the divorce process comes to a grinding halt. Um, and there's two things that cause it, I think, and I'd love your, your opinion on this. One is what I call ostrich syndrome, where they just don't want to deal with it and stick their head in the sand, don't do the work that they need to do in order to pull all of that information together. Like you said, you need to know four things. They just don't want to do it. It's a lot of work. Or they've done the work, they've pulled it together, but they don't really understand it. That's absolutely right. So in terms of not doing the work, a great thing you can do is to hire a CDFA to help you to get through it. Or if, or if you're, if you're, and that's a certified divorce financial analyst, but that might not even be necessary. You might just have a good friend who is calm and can give you a couple of hours of time on a weekend afternoon to go through the things that are overwhelming. Sometimes the parts that are the most overwhelming is figuring out, you know, how much do I really spend on groceries? How much do I really spend on clothes for the kids? You know, you have, when you're getting divorced, you're so emotionally flooded that there's a, um, a tendency to have a hard time doing simple tasks. And so if you're the person who doesn't do the finances normally during the divorce, it can be really, really hard. So finding someone to help you to get it done is really the best way forward. Because if you don't do it, you're not, I mean, that's why your divorce is dragging out. You can't get divorced without the financial information. And to that point, if if you have a spouse who refuses to turn over financial information, you know, 
that's when mediation may not be for you in the short term. That doesn't mean you can't come back to mediation, but you know, it may be that you, you wanted to do mediation, you're married to somebody who just won't give the disclosure, you wind up filing, you wind up in court, and then, you know, 12 months later, you're still fighting. Well, at that point, you have all your information. Come to mediation then, and we can get it done as quick as can be. That is such a good point, then I don't think people actually realize that. If you're in mediation and your spouse isn't giving you the information that you need, you have the right to fall back on litigation, use that much more compulsory process to compel your spouse to give you that information. But once you have it, you can get back into mediation. Absolutely. You can bring your attorney in. You can sit down at the table or the video screen with your attorney, with Gabrielle, with one of her mediators, and, and still work through your issues. So getting, I, I heard getting help to get that financial information pulled together. And then how about understanding it? Would a CDFA help you with that as well? So depending on the complexity, you may need a CDFA. A CDFA is going to really help you dig into the numbers. But sometimes, again, if you have a knowledgeable friend or if there is you know, a local bank that has a service, there are different ways that you can have the tax returns explained to you, or you can get a lawyer who understands how to read them. Um, although the lawyer tends to cost more per, more per hour and is not as savvy with more complex financial statements. So, you know, I find that more often than not, it's more the anxiety than the actual lack of understanding. It's just, they have a, if you haven't dealt with finances, even if you are really educated and savvy and you, and even if you're the primary breadwinner, you might be the person who sort of has a blind eye towards the money. It's just time that, you know, you put on those glasses and you engage with it. And it's hard. It's like, you know, if you, if you raise a kid who had a really easy time until they got to college and suddenly it's really hard and they don't have study habits, it's kind of the same thing. It's not that they can't do it. It's that they've never had to do it. So, you know, if you have been avoiding learning, this is your time. And, um, and it can be really empowering and exciting to actually like take control of your life. Um, and it does, again, it doesn't need to drag on. I, I like to think of my myself as a closer, right? Like you come in with the most complicated case and if everybody's kind of emotionally ready, we can wrap it up really, really quickly. And, and I started to develop that skill back when I worked for the judge and um, we were the only judge and court attorney in the entire borough of Staten Island for a period of time, which was a little bit much. And I was like maybe 30 years old. And it was, it was, you know, crazy on the ground training. But at the end of the day, um, once everybody feels heard, everything tends to come right together. So I don't know, was there another issue you wanted to uh, me to address on the financial side? Well, no. And I think first, I do want everyone to know the judge you're referencing is Judge um, Jeffrey Sunshine, who um, what he is the head. He's the chief administrative judge in the state of New York um, for all divorces. And he actually is the judge, I believe, responsible for putting into place um, a whole mediation program in some parts of New York. So I know it's really exciting. Back when I worked for him, I've, I've always been a lover of mediation. And it's really nice to see the evolution um, 
as Laura says, the evolution of dissolution, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's really, um, it's really exciting that mediation is being given a lot more gravitas within the legal uh, community as well. And, and what's so important is as mediators are trained that they learn, um, you know, and that people are educated to know that, that just because an agreement is mediated doesn't mean it has to be vague. You can still get into all those details. You know, we can avoid having those agreements to agree and we can have an enforceable, wonderful agreement that can help you and your family move forward. And it doesn't need to take a year or six months. It doesn't need to, and it doesn't have to. Like the court system probably has to take a year. Well, there's statutory mandatory guidelines for people to have time to do disclosure. And then you might have lawyers who are backed up. It can just really drag out. So, you know, if both people are semi-reasonable and want to get it done, the Blitz mediation package is really amazing. You know, we can get your whole thing sorted out very, very quickly having a meeting every seven to 12 days for just, you know, three or four weeks. And some people don't even need that much, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I know it because I've seen it and I know you do it with people all the time, but I think you've kind of hit on what I would say is actually the biggest roadblock to getting your divorce done. And that is the emotional thing. Hello, listeners. It's Susan, and I'm here to check in with you and say thank you to everyone who has joined us in the Divorce and Beyond members-only community. I hope you're enjoying all of the benefits of membership, things like the downloadable forms and checklists, the archive of episodes with all of the ads removed, the private and exclusive episodes that I record for you every month, the chance to ask me anything in the Ask Susan Anything forum, and so much more. If you aren't a member yet, it's only $10 a month, and you can sign up on the website at www.divorceandbeyondpod.com. So I hope to see you in the members-only community soon. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, top family law attorney, mediator, and best-selling author, Gabrielle Hartley who is here to help you blitz your way to finalizing your divorce. Just allowing yourself to be open, to get vulnerable in that mediation room. If any of you are in the middle of mediation, you know, if you need that apology, even ask for it because sometimes just being heard is enough to give you the release that you need. If you are enjoying this episode, check out your blueprint to thriving through the chaos of divorce with Paulette Gloria Rigo. I got the retainer back in the mail um, from the mediator with a little note that said, good luck. And that was a sign that said, "Uh uh-oh, what does that mean? So um, eventually um, the the divorce turned into a, a litigated case. And now we return to today's show. The example I have, I have a case going on right now where I've been working with a couple in mediation for over a year. We've been meeting about once a month. We've ramped it up a bit in the past couple of months. And the wife in this is very frustrated because we're still working on it. But what she can't see is that it's her own emotional content to a large degree 
that isn't allowing her case to move forward. She's not able to make agreements. And so we've, we've really hit a roadblock and that's very common. Yeah. That, that, you know, because when I worked for the judge, I had, I was really young and I had so much pressure. I sort of like developed a trick, if you will, which was sort of to radically listen and reflect what people were saying. So, you know, picture I'm like 30, there's two lawyers in their forties or fifties and the litigants. And I would just look at the person who felt betrayed and say, I'm hearing you say that you think you feel like your whole life is a lie. And then they would cry. And then, of course, I'd have to say to the other person, I'm not saying it is or isn't a lie, but that's how she feels. And just allowing yourself to be open to get vulnerable in that mediation room, if any of you are in the middle of mediation, you know, if you need that apology, even ask for it, because sometimes just being heard is enough to give you the release that you need. Not to say that it's going to like cure all your problems and tomorrow you're going to feel great, you know, but just to say that you just want to get the actual document done because, you know, there's no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There's no printing price of money. It's just, you know, it's just a divorce. It's sad. It's an extrication of financial entanglements and it's the management of children. And that is all it is. It's not more, it's not less from a legal perspective. From an emotional perspective, that's why I wrote Better Apart. I wanted to give people an emotional roadmap through patience, respect, peace, clarity, and forgiveness. And, you know, that's a whole like, okay, now you've got everything signed. How are we going to, how am I going to start to feel better? And so um, it's really just about putting one foot in front of the other. And, and if anyone here is a mediator and you're not sure how to, to work with your clients to move through the case faster, if you're interested, I, I do a lot of work with mediators to help bring them into a practice that's more aligned with being positive through the divorce rather than it being something that's just really heavy. Right. And that's, you know, I think for both the practitioners and the people going through the divorce, um, it can get bogged down and feel very heavy. I think that might be part of why, and, and maybe you see this phenomena, Gabrielle, with your mediations is people will come to the mediation session. Mine are usually about two hours long. Then they will I leave right. and they don't, think about or do anything or consider any of the proposals on the table at all and then pop back into the next two-hour meeting basically where they were when they left. They haven't moved anything forward. And that slows the process down as well, doesn't it? Not doing some right. work in between. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm pretty... Um, active to the extent that my clients can tolerate it um, in terms of giving them homework and telling them, you know, we can have another meeting, but there's, you know, first of all, the blitz is, is a flat rate and it's sort of like a, a use it or lose it within this period of time. Everyone is really motivated to get, they've paid their money, they want their divorce. And I tell them, okay, the next meeting, you're going to know, can he stay on your health insurance? You know, if you're not selling the house, did you know, get that appraisal done, you know, boom, 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 boom. If you don't have a sort of really clear roadmap, it's not going to work. And you can't have a blitz mediation without a roadmap because the roadmap is what keeps everyone in line so that everything comes. The emotional work is really the hardest part. I have, um, you know, 
a couple who I've been sort of playing phone tag with for quite some time now because I think probably one of the parties, I haven't really spoken to them at any length, isn't ready yet. So, you know, they're busy until June. For They don't have two hours until June and we've been calling since March. So like what that tells me is, okay, you know, they're imagining that in June they'll have the emotional headspace to tackle this, right? So it's like you need to know... Sometimes you do need to give the other side some time um, to process and you can't, you know, I'm all about quick, quick, quick. But the fact is you can't emotionally rush your spouse who's not ready to get divorced. Right. And so if you can be patient, you may be able to totally avoid litigation and and just wait for them to be ready for mediation Sometimes there's reasons why you don't want to do that. There's financial ramifications. You know, like I have a lot of calls. I, I have people call me most of the time before we just book because I want to feel out, is this case really right for a blitz mediation? Is it right for an hourly mediation? Or is this a case that I should be hooking up with a litigator, right? And most people are good for the blitz. But, you know, some people need to go hourly because they really, to your point, Susan, they need that year or two for a whole variety of reasons. And then yet other people really want to settle, but they tell me things about their spouse. And I'm thinking, oh, no, no, you need to go to a litigator yesterday. And here's why, right? So it's not one size fits all, but it's really important to figure out what is right for you. Right. And, you know, I, I there were several things in there that I think are so important that you said. The first one was sort of you can't rush your spouse emotionally through their process. You, you know, we see this all the time as divorce attorneys and mediators. One person has been thinking about divorce and has moved through that emotional continuum to get to the point of, yes, I want one. And right. the other person is like, what? What? Right. What? I thought right. we were fine. Right. Um, whether you were or you weren't, whether you think they should have known or not, whether you've said doesn't divorce, right. doesn't matter. And so you do need to give them time. And if you're that person, you know, my number one tip to people is always take a deep breath and get a coach and or a therapist Absolutely. because you need help yeah. to work and, through this. And my number one tip to that person when I'm not mediating, because remember, if I'm meeting a, mediating with you, I am the impartial neutral, okay? Right. So I'm not going to tell you, take this deal, don't take this deal. I'm listening and guiding and shepherding. I am not your lawyer. But for anyone out there, you know, here here is, I think, you know, a million dollar tip, which is if you're the one who is hurt or has been cheated on and you're not the moneyed spouse, and an offer is made to you that your lawyer says, that sounds like a pretty good offer, right? Like it's more than half of the assets, for instance, or more than half of the person's gross income that he or she is agreeing to pay you for some really long period of time. You might want to think about taking the offer before you're emotionally ready because guilt goes away and offers get worse. That's just the reality of it. Sometimes offers stay the same, and the person said, you know, the person making the offer says, you know, $150,000 ago, I made you the same offer, but you weren't ready to take it. But more often than not, that spouse starts to think you're the jerk and they just become stingier. And then, yeah. you know. 
Well, and it's that guilt factor. I've seen it over and over again where someone's feeling in that moment, they are feeling the guilt. So they put more on the table as an offer. Um, And then you see a person, because you alluded to this before, Gabrielle, and I think it's really important to go back to it. Many times what you're looking for, someone may put like a good monetary offer on the table, but what you are looking for is some sort of emotional recompense, that that apology that you were talking about, or some sort of justice. And that needs to be dealt with too, because frankly, it doesn't happen, does it? No, it doesn't. And, and, and the thing is, what I have found, which I think is so interesting, is sometimes the person who needs the apology um, doesn't feel like they've been apologized to. And the person who's supposed to be apologizing says, I've apologized 70 times. Like, what more can I do? And as the mediator, you know, I always ask before every session, what do you want to address? And if somebody says, I need an apology, I might reflect back, you know, she says she's sorry. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Can you say it again, please? And then they say, you know, she says she's sorry. And then... Maybe he's, you know, maybe the person who was hurt says, I don't forgive you. Okay, he doesn't forgive you. Okay, everybody's hurt each other. And we have a moment. And then everything sorts out. A lot of people need to be heard also by their practitioner. Because, like, by Susan or me or whoever your mediator is, when you hear it said by another person, it's like, you know, the tree fell in the woods, somebody else heard it, so the sound was made. If it's just the two of you, there's no sound. I don't know. I, I demolish every um, every time I try to use an analogy. or oh, a, a metaphor. Yeah. Metaphor, right? I'm really bad at that. But, but um, I think that that sort of holds here. Um, it, it's really gratifying sometimes for the mediator to reflect what both people have just said. Absolutely. I, I, couldn't agree more. Um, I think that the central point to that, to people who are listening, who are bogged down in their divorce process to hear is somebody asked for an apology. So that is another key component, I think, that might be holding divorce up is knowing what you want or need to move this along and asking for it. You can't expect that the other person or your mediator is going to read your mind. So that's kind of a two-pronged thing, right? You need to know what you want and you need to know how to ask for it. Right. And if you know what you want emotionally, that's a great step. But also, again, circling back to what we talked about in the beginning, um, before you start getting hooked on a outcome or anchoring to a position within a mediation session, find out the range of outcomes, because remember, mediation happens in the shadow of the law. And the last thing you want to do is waste, you know, three months and $7,000 just to have a mediation blown up because you figured, oh, I'll just pay someone to review it at the end. I have all my clients come in for the first session. I don't care if they've seen a lawyer because we don't, we don't make any agreements in the first session. It's just information gathering. And then... I advise everybody to go to a lawyer who is medi- known to be mediation friendly just to find out what the range of potential outcome is. And then we come back because without knowing that, you're just making agreements in the air, which again, could be fine, but you better know that at the end, you might be agreeing to things that are completely off base to what would have happened had you gone to court. That doesn't mean that court is 
you know, the truth, the, the right outcome. It's just, those were your rights. And if you give them up, make sure you're not going to regret it later. Yeah. I mean, informed decisions, right? You need right. to make decisions in mediation or as you sit at the kitchen table with your spouse or as you're in collaborative divorce, you want to make your decisions with a thorough understanding of your rights and your obligations under the law. But then you do have that right to do something different um, if that's what works best for you. But I, I really love that idea of people understanding uh, because a lot of what I've just heard and what we've been talking about is it's if if you need to be, if you're wondering why your divorce is taking so long, some of what you may need to do is look, turn inward and look to where you are and how you're, you know, negotiating or navigating the process yourself. Are you prepared? Are you dealing with your emotions? Do you know what you want? Can you ask for what you want? And are you listening for the whys behind the what's, both of yours and of your spouse, right? Are you listening? Because maybe your spouse needs an apology. I think you gave that apology, but not in a way they hear it. So try another way. Or right. bring up, or you can be the one to bring it up to the mediator. I think he's still really angry and I'm really sorry. And I'm not sure how to apologize in a way that she can hear or he can hear or whatever. You know, listening for what's really going on that's holding it up, both in terms of your inner narrative like what, what are you telling yourself? And in terms of what you're hearing your spouse say, that can be game changing and that can open your neutral, neutral aperture up so that you can start doing everything that, that you just said, Susan, you know, figuring out all the finances and, you know, getting, you know, your ostrich neck out and you're paying attention to, you know, everything that's before you. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of that that magic um, you know ingredient to being able to have the discussions you need to have with your spouse. And so, our final tip, I think, is is that magic and uh, why you just use that word right. when you're not when your spouse is being unreasonable or is asking for something rather than saying yes or no to what they're asking for, ask them why they want that. Totally. Because it's going to lead to the conversation that's going to move this forward. And they may not know why. So give them space to think about it. And, you know, if you feel like maybe you're getting close to some sort of a, an agreement once you get to the why, it is, it's going to start um, making you more creative in your outcomes. And once you both start getting creative, then things can move a lot faster. And then we can really do the, the better apart blitz or whatever mediation, quick kind of mediation that you can do with your mediator. You can get it done, but I like that blitz mediation, just blitz your case. So Gabrielle, these are some great tips for, for listeners. And I think things that really are actionable and things that they can take, you know, immediately and apply to their personal situation. I do want to make sure. So I do, I have both people who are going through divorce who listen as well as other practitioners who listen. I hear from our colleagues all the time. So first off, you mentioned you train mediators in this blitz mediation method and you have mediators 
who have taken it that you can, that, that people can hire, you know, through Better Apart. How can people get in touch with you if they're practitioners wanting to learn more? So if you're a practitioner, you can click, uh, get, anybody can go to gabriellehartley.com. And then there's two different ways to navigate. Number one is if you want mediation and it's, and right today, it doesn't say the blitz mediation, but that's okay. Just contact me and I will tell you exactly what that means and what that's all about. And number two is if you are a mediator who's looking to change your practice, bring it to a new level, I do offer something called the total practice makeover. And that includes all the sessions about the better part method, the closed method, the blitz mediation and creating your just right mediation package um, practice. Also, we have four sessions where we really get into advanced issues in mediation, as well as all kinds of branding issues to help you make your your uh, mediation practice more visible to the outer um, to the outer world. So it's all you can find absolutely everything at gabriellehartley.com. And if you are getting divorced, be sure to check out the Better Apart blog. And if you're a divorce practitioner who feels that they have something really important to say, or you work with divorcing people, reach out to me and maybe um, I can invite you to be a contributor to the Better Apart blog, all things positive and divorce related. That's right. Gabrielle is the leader of the positive divorce movement as well. So Gab, thank you so much for going over this with me today. I know it's going to help people who are sitting out there pulling their hair out. Oh my gosh. They want their divorce to end. I know, I know, because it's a new beginning. Once you get that memorandum of understanding, you're going to feel so good. You don't realize it. But like, even, you know, don't cut the small stuff and it's all small stuff. So it's so awesome to be here with you, Susan, as always. And um, hope you have a great Sunday. You too. Enjoy yourself. And thank you again, Gabrielle. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.